0: mix a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we will be recapping the Colts demolition of the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Talk about a head coaching interview that actually happened. And we'll do a quick preview of Carolina and New Orleans. Uh, apologize for not having this podcast out immediately after the game. I went and saw the rise of Skywalker last night. So we are doing this podcast today, and I don't know if anyone's really that upset they didn't get to hear our thoughts of the demolishing of the Panthers, you know, that happened. You know, maybe everyone's taking a step back, and, you know, we can kind of look at it with a little bit of distance here.
1: Hey, we may have found a possible new quarterback for the future.
0: Uh, Mike Pilardi. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean Mike Polarty not Mark? <laughs> I think I said
0: Mike. Oh, I thought I, you I think said, I said Mark. Mike okay, Mark, Mike or Mark, you know, Pilardi, M. Polarty Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, kind of exciting there. We pulled the the old fake punt and actually converted it. So that that was. Oh, nice he was to so see. excited too. He was pumped. <laughs> he did some little pirouette finger guns. You know, he he looked like Shooter McGavin. He was very excited. Uh anyway, Indianapolis, 38, Carolina, 6, and probably the most demoralizing game of the season if you're a Panthers
1: fan. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. In, in, one, we in literally, one way, right? We, I personally think the San Fran game was the demoralizing one.
0: Well, San Fran's a m- much better team than the Panthers.
1: Yeah, but we thought we were going to hang with them, and we just got smacked around.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, I wanna start by talking about the way the Panthers started. We started three passes to start Will Greer out. I don't know if that is coming from above. Scott but Will Greer threw forty four passes today. This is what I said. I don't understand Scott Turner's philosophy on throwing the ball, especially with young quarterbacks, and you have a great running back. This is getting old and very annoying.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter what quarterback's in there; they're gonna just mm-hmm. throw the ball forty plus times anyway. Uh, you've got, you know, maybe the best quarterback in the, or I'm sorry, the best running back in the league on your team, and you're just gonna throw the ball as much as possible. Yeah, Chris McCaffrey had 13 carries today, and a lot of those I, were I, in the first quarter, first half.
1: And Will Greer had four. Yeah, one of which was planned, and three of those were pass plays that he just ran because there was an option for him to run. Which good for Will Greer; he did the right choice on most of those. Yeah,
0: I was. You know, let's talk about Will Greer a little bit. He threw three interceptions, no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He was eh, right around fifty percent completion, a little better than fifty percent completion. Um, what'd you think about him?
1: I think I understand why they were so hesitant to put him in. I uh, I think I think he has potential. I'm not going to say he's horrible and awful, but he made some bad decisions. He did. But he was also put in a bad circumstance with a bad O-line. Just Yeah. I mean, and a bad play calling.
0: Yeah, it took five sacks. Um one of those interceptions I don't know was his fault really and maybe even wasn't an interception because just the ruling on the field, you know, Jarius Wright and the defender kind of came down with the ball at the same time. Mm. Uh, Jarius Wright thinks that he, you know, the tie goes to the receiver in the rule book and he believes that they came down kind of at the same time before the defender kind of wrestled the ball away from him. So uh, you could debate whether or not that was an interception or not. Either way, you know, it was a... um, I I was cautiously surprised by Will Greer in a pleasant way because I thought he looked more, he didn't look totally rattled out there. Like he didn't look like he didn't know what he was doing, right? He, he, he made some good throws. He made some bad throws. He moved around in the pocket a lot better than I thought that, than Kyle Allen did uh, even though he did end up taking five sacks. I think a lot of that is a product, like you said, of a terrible offensive line. Um,
1: Dennis Daly is getting beat left and right now. Yeah. They got tape on him, and he just he can't handle yeah. it. And he, I understand he's a rookie. He's also not a top-tier pick that wasn't expected to be out there starting right away. But we have to figure something out on this offensive line. Yeah,
0: offensive line. For
1: any quarterback to yeah. s-
0: succeed. Major problem. But, you know, DJ Moore got hurt early in this game, so he was without his number one wide receiver mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, I think all things considered, I was not disgusted with how Will Greer played. I'll say that. And I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's a glowing endorsement of him, but I, you know, I thought... Uh,
1: on a scale 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely a great start mm-hmm. to a career, and 1 being... You know, awful, just pure awful. You're like, mm-hmm. what is, what did we draft this guy? Where would you rank him? I mean, I, I, if
0: I'm being honest, I'd probably put him at like a four.
1: Yeah. See, I have him at a three. Yeah. Because I, I, th- I saw him throwing into some bad coverages. He was right around. He made a lot of mental mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad, but I'm he, glad did make s-
0: he started. And I wish he would have started two weeks ago. Because I think and then if s- this was his third game, you'd see something different. But we're not going to be able to see that. You know, He's not going to get enough time at the end of this season to progress or to show that good progression because they stuck with Kyle Allen for so long.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, they should have gotten rid of, not gotten rid of Kyle Allen, but moved away from Kyle Allen. I think that first Atlanta game should have been the nail in his coffin. Yeah. They hung on too long. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did Christian McCaffrey things. Again, only allowed to rush three times because Scott Turner Thir- hates running the ball. Thirteen times, 15, yeah, thirteen times for fifty-four yards. Uh, he did have fifteen receptions for one hundred and nineteen yards.
0: Yeah, on fifteen targets. Just
1: I feel like that all they want is to him get a thousand, thousand.
0: I think that's a lot of it. I also think that the fact that you had Will Greer in there who is gonna take the dump off pass or should be taking the dump off pass as often as he can if his first read's not there. The fact that DJ Moore went out, you know, and the fact that I mean Chris McCaffrey's the best player on the team. Get him the ball as much as you can. And then yeah, there's the fact that he's going for, you know, something that only two other guys in NFL history have ever done. Uh, I think that why not make that happen when you're five and ten or five and now, nine.
1: Now could I I know you're a big component of really wanting to get this thousand thousand and Christian McCaffrey's knocking on the doorstep. Does it really matter to you in your head that he did it in this awful season? I, Cause I feel like it really kind of undermines the whole thought of this.
0: I mean, the other guys that did it, I have no idea what, what kind of season they had when they did it. I have no idea. So I think okay. 10 years from now, nobody's going to care that the Panthers went five and 11. They're just going to see that McCaffrey had an amazing individual season, something that, you know, very few players could ever say that they did. He's established himself as a premier player in the NFL. And, you know, you know, regardless of if he gets, if he stopped playing right now and he ended up with 1,350 rushing yards and 930 receiving yards, you know, it's not really going to matter if he gets another 70 yards in the grand scheme of things, But on paper, it looks really nice. You know, it's an exclusive club. And yeah, I mean, it matters. It it certainly matters to me. I'm looking for any kind of positives that come out of this season.
1: uh, Now, that record just doesn't hold it for me. Maybe because of the way we're losing. And I feel like we're feeding him the ball to get him that the last few games. I mean, he has 109 receptions already. I mean, what's Uh, the
0: difference with, you know, Kobe scoring 82 points in a game?
1: And and I know there's no difference, you know, and I think shots. Kobe is a piece of yeah, for doing that. He's a what? Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna say that, but uh, I didn't hear I what don't, you said. I think I don't like that. I don't like Kobe doing that. Why? I don't like Kobe as a player for that. Why? Because if you take, did they win? Yes. Okay. Well, that, well that <laughs> that helps. I mean, winning helps. I don't I don't like it. I know that a lot of people are cheering for it like you are, I, I just... What else do
0: we have to I, cheer for?
1: I feel like it's tainted. I guess that's what I Oh, I, I think that's, a tainted, that's
0: crazy. What if he rushed for 2,000 yards? Would it be tainted?
1: I bet you if he rushed for 2,000 yards, we'd be in the playoffs.
0: What if we weren't? What if we were 5-10 and 10 and they were rushing him yeah, 25 you're times a game?
1: To, I still think it would feel tainted. Why? Because winning, winning matters.
0: So you're saying if your best player... Puts up an incredible season. You I, don't I care not, about not, it because it doesn't fit your standard about of
1: it. how the game should I be played. I don't completely care about it, but I it's it feels tainted. It doesn't feel as good as it would be if it w- was a winning season.
0: I think it feels better because this is all we have. This is and all we have. With a better have. team
1: around, and that's kind of my point too. If that's all we have, then this team is so much further away than we anticipated at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but we know that now. We're 5-10. and 10. And on a better team, he won't be getting these, these numbers. I, I
0: don't necessarily know that's true. But the fact that we don't have a great team means that he gets more opportunity. And the fact that he is maybe the best player on the team. Also, why not feed him? I, I, I completely disagree with you on this.
1: I I understand that. I just feel like it's a tainted record that he's going to get. I mean, he's not. it's not I like mean, Barry he's gonna, Bonds
0: hitting the home run record. He's not juicing. He's not doing anything illegal. He's making the most of his opportunities. Why is that tainted? Why are you holding him just, responsible for the Panthers being bad?
1: Well, I think a lot of this is because he was so far away from the receiving record, the or yardage wise, until recently when we our whole season collapsed. He's gained so many yards the past few games because of this Scott Turner throwing fifty times a game idea, and I it just feels tainted to me. I'm sorry. He's going to end with fourteen hundred yards and a thousand receiving yards, but it it just feels it it would have felt better if he got it more naturally. I think he's going to also in the with one hundred twenty receiving or receptions too. So, do you think that McCaffrey
0: that the fact that they've been feeding McCaffrey as much as they have particularly in the air has cost us games.
1: I do a little bit. Wow. I mean, don't get I'm me wrong. I, know. I I don't get me wrong. I think feeding McCaffrey in the passing game does help a lot, but I think if we go to him 15 times, that's a lot. He threw, I mean, he caught everyone. Yes. And Again, I don't want to pass the ball 47 times, 44 today.
0: I don't either, but I mean, I guess if you're, you know, you give up two punt return touchdowns, you give up another, you know, you're down 21-3 at halftime. You're not going to be running the ball trying to get back in the game.
1: You're down 21-3. I mean, if you score on that opening drive, you know, you stop when you score, you're down 21-10, that's two scores. You don't need to throw the ball nonstop in that point. Yeah, I mean do you you have a half. Did you, you watch the game? Yes, I watched okay. the game. Did
0: you notice that the only time the Panthers move the ball is when McCaffrey had the ball in his hands?
1: Yes. And again, I don't think that's I, I like McCaffrey. I am not dissing McCaffrey. It's just it's getting to the point where why why are we only rushing him thirteen times? We need to rush him more why? to win.
0: Why? What's the difference between an eight-yard rush and an eight-yard pass reception? It's there's no difference. It's eight yards
1: because of five sacks. Because there's so many times that our quarterbacks are getting racked quickly by the offensive line sucking. If you run the ball, it pushes the defensive line a little bit further back. They can't pin their ears back and get those sacks. You know, it gives Will Greer more time to. Progress down the field instead of always having to dump the ball off to McCaffrey.
0: But do you know how to avoid sacks? You dump the ball off to McCaffrey.
1: Honestly, I, we're just gonna we're we're gonna chase our tails around here. No, because... I'm
0: serious. If you if you're throwing to McCaffrey, you're not getting a sack. It's when he's trying to go deep downfield. go to Samuel, go to you know DJ Moore, throw a deep pass to the lumbering Greg Olson, that's when he's so, getting sacked.
1: So six points. That's what your type of offense is going to produce. That's what. That's six points. How, look! Look at! Look at how many points the Panthers have scored since we started doing this nonstop, going to McCaffrey in the air, throwing fifty times. I think again the record seems tainted because we are throwing fifty times in losses.
0: Uh I mean, I mean, let's see. The first game of the season McCaffrey had ten receptions. The mm-hmm. fourth game of the season, McCaffrey had ten receptions. The you know, then the Atlanta game came and he had eleven receptions. And yeah, he's had more receptions the last, you know, six games.
1: And that's when we've been started this crazy run with Scott Turner. No, Scott Turner didn't
0: take over until after the Washington game. It's only been the last, what, three games that Scott Turner's been on the offensive coordinator.
1: Hold on, let me find something. Uh, You're right, but Kyle Allen threw 40... I said Scott Turner. It's both Turners. Because Kyle Allen threw 46 times against Washington the week before that. This is the type of offense, and Christian only ran... 14 times, and he caught 7 passes out of 12 targets.
0: I, I I don't know that the fact that I don't think that let me say this, I don't think that in week 10 or 9 or whatever that Falcons game was that they suddenly decided and by the way, I think at that point they're 5-5 five and five, that they suddenly decided, screw the season, we're just going to start trying to get McCaffrey this record. I don't think that Those, why would that happen at that point? We're still thick in the playoff hunt at that at that moment.
1: I don't think at that point, but I think the past four games or so we have been. But with the past four games, we've been out of it. Yeah. Uh, As soon as as soon as we got beat by Washington, we're not going to agree. And let's move on with continuing talking about the game because. Yeah, but nobody nobody cares about the game. Well, Greg (laughs) also cared about the game, and he had some things to say about the game after this. Uh, he's after the game, he said, right now, I'm not sure what our plan is. I think we want to win now, but we want to build for the future. It's really just a tough to, way to operate right now. Players are underperforming. I think it's right now a very collective failure, organizational failure. Fans deserve better. A lot of guys in this locker room deserve better. Coaches that have been around here deserve better. It's just been an overall failure, I think is the best way to put it. Uh, he's gone. I think he is going to the booth. Oh,
0: yeah, i I think, regardless of how this season went, he was probably going to the booth. but I completely agree with him on that. I yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and I think that here here's sort of my way of looking at this the last month, particularly from the Panthers. I feel like it's David Tepper sacrificing a pawn. So he can win the game later, right? He's, he's basically thrown away this season. When you fire Rivera with four games left, you're telling your players, look, we know we're not going to, we're not going anywhere, right? We're sort of, I mean, without forfeiting every game, we're sort of giving up on the season. Now you could debate whether or not that's good for the fans And I think it's probably, you know, in the present tense, it's bad because the Panthers are getting blown out. They're embarrassing. It's tough to watch. It's not fun. But you sacrifice your pawn so that later in the game, you can get a checkmate. You can win a Super Bowl.
1: No, I agree. But it doesn't go well for Olsen. And a big thing is it seems like he's saying players are underperforming, too. Not just, you know, coaches and it's just... I mean, once Ron Rivera was removed, you could tell the heart of the team kind of was pulled out from them. Yeah. They have really had no gun-ho. There's a few players, Christian McCaffrey being one of them, that are still performing great out there. But for the most part, yeah, not so much. Dante Jackson was pulled in this game and benched.
0: Yeah, I think he played some special teams, but he did not play defense at all. Honestly, nor should he have. Or no,
1: he needs to take his lumps, because yeah. he needs to learn how to play better, pure and simple.
0: And I think he needs to play every snap next week. <laughs> like, get him out there and let him play every snap next week.
1: Put him up against Michael Thomas as long as Michael Thomas is out there. Let him yeah. get destroyed.
0: For the first quarter and a half.
1: Yeah, let him get destroyed. Put Bradbury on whoever their number two is. Is that Ted Ginn? I don't know. I uh, don't
0: know either. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, I like I said, I agree with Greg Olson, and obviously with Tepper kind of pulling the strings and you know low key giving up on the season, that's not going to sit well with the players, particularly mm-hmm. the veterans, the guys that have been there forever. Your Luke Keekley, your you know Greg Olson, um, but and he even mentioned it in his quote there. You know, you're trying to prepare for the future, right? Which is losing games. Is a benefit to the Panthers right now. If you're not oh, no. going to make the playoffs,
1: why would you want to win games? No, you're absolutely right. Losing was the best thing, but losing like that was just awful. Yeah.
0: Awful feeling. Well, it's, it's embarrassing for the particularly the guys that have been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a home game to come back to, to a, a Bank of America stadium that has been, you know, less than welcoming to them all season long.
1: Very blue. Yeah. So blue seats, right?
0: A lot of blue, a lot of blue in that stadium, and it's not from the fans' outfits.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, another thing: Chase Blackburn, thankfully, won't be our special teams coach again next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, we—I think we even said that last seat last week when they uh-huh. ter- I terrible. We probably said it several times this season because the special teams have been awful.
1: Yeah. First, we can't get a guy to catch a punt until recently when Chris Hogan has returned. Yeah. And this week, we couldn't stop a guy from returning on us.
0: <laughs> yeah, record-setting uh, day for them, right?
1: Yes, it was. Uh, I don't have... I'll... Set new single-game career highs in punt returns for 195 yards and all-purpose yards for 201. That's by like uh, Hines. Hines, yeah. Two returns for a touchdown.
0: And the other one was a 40-yard return. So, even that yeah. one that didn't go for a touchdown.
1: And that set up their first touchdown. Yeah. They just marched the rest of the 20 or 30 yards.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's a big part of why the Panthers are, are losing. You know, the two I think the two big reasons that the Panthers have had such a bad season are field position, number one. And how are you getting that bad field position? Terrible special teams play and terrible quarterback play. You're turning the ball over so
1: much. Are you kidding me? That run defense is atrocious. Yeah, the run defense is
0: terrible. Another 218 yards given up today, by the way. Exactly. To a, te- to a that- team that is not known for their amazing run prowess. No. Um But when you're putting these teams... And by the way, one of the reasons that you're giving up so many yards is because you're kind of getting blown out a lot, particularly recently, and teams
1: can just run the entire second half. Exactly. That, I yeah. think running the, the run defense is... I think we could cover up a little bit of the bad quarterback play if we could stop them, but we're not able to stop them running the ball. Now, you can't
0: be bad in all three phases, and right now, <laughs> we're bad in all three phases.
1: Unfortunately, yes.
0: I mean, even if we bring in... I don't even know where to start to fix this team. I don't either. In the draft. I you mean, know, say you get the seventh pick in the draft. I think right now we're eighth pick in the draft, right? Yeah. Say you end up with the eighth pick in the draft then. You know, are you picking Jalen Hurts? Are you picking Tua Tongvaloa if he falls to you? Or are you picking the best offensive lineman available and then hoping Cam comes back healthy? I don't even I, I don't it, even I had no idea how to even project it, that.
1: You got to think too, cornerback. We don't know if Bradbury's is coming back. By the way, there's supposed to be seven
0: wide receivers that are taken in the first round of this draft. This it's like great wide receivers available in this draft. One week, you know, a position of need for us. By the way, I don't. I certainly wouldn't expect us to take a wide receiver in the first round of this draft. Nor do I think it's a smart idea. But it's a position of need, and they're out there. So I think there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of ways that this could go for the Panthers.
1: It yeah, it really does. It really depends on what's available. I think if Tua falls, you can grab him just because the possibility of him being the guy for so long. But other than that, whoever's best on your board, corner, tackle, defensive tackle,
0: yeah, uh, don't reach for a quarterback if if Tua's not there. Obviously, Burrow's not going to be there. You know, do you reach for Jalen at eight? Probably not. Oh, I don't oh, think. God.
1: I don't um, want Jalen in the third.
0: Uh, Jalen's gonna Jalen Hurts isn't gonna be a top ten pick? Who am I thinking of? What's the other guy?
1: Uh the guy from Oregon. Oh, his name is slipping my mind. That's who I'm
0: talking about. Yeah. Um Jalen Hurts I, he's the guy in in uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I'm thinking of. Uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert. That's who I meant. Herbert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen some mocks with us taking him when we were sitting at the, like, 11 spot. So, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to take him at 11, you might as well take him at 8, but... I- uh,
1: my thought is this. I know you were kind of on there. Sorry, Sorry about that. that's a uh, My thought is this. Whoever the head coach is coming in here, if they love Herbert and they... That's fine. Get him then. If they love him, think he's the Beesneys, again, top of their draft board at that time, grab him but otherwise I don't want to reach too much because if our coach is like "Ah, I don't think he's that great but we need a quarterback I don't want him. get somebody else we'll we'll find something else later on yeah because reaching is gonna hurt us that's what hurt us in the Dave Gettleman draft with cornerbacks remember we kept drafting cornerbacks hoping one picks yeah Luckily, Bradbury became something decent, but and
0: now we have to pay him, or mm-hmm. or let him go. Um, yeah, I mean, other than, honestly, other than running back and maybe linebacker. I could see us drafting any other position in the in the first round. I mean, you don't take a safety that high probably, unless he's you know Jamal Adams or something. But I could see us taking any other position. I do too. Outside of I don't see a receiver
1: either. Yeah, maybe I don't not see receiver. a
0: receiver. Maybe not that high. I think they. I think they should draft a receiver at some point in the first four rounds, though, because we need somebody else. Curtis Samuel's not the guy.
1: We'll see. <clears throat> I. I think he's getting open a lot. I just don't think the players are going to him. For some reason.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And now this is now basically three quarterbacks this season.
1: You know, even though Cam was
0: hurt who just haven't gotten him the ball
1: no you're right i mean but what i've seen i keep seeing him get open i don't know why he doesn't get the ball more i don't know if it's design play or if they don't trust him
0: i don't know um all right well i know this this is a terrible game to talk about and it's it was just demoralizing to watch but do you have any other thoughts Mm -hmm. on the game specifically
1: one more game left.
0: One more game left. Do you, do we want to do heroes and zeros? Christian McCaffrey, no.
1: hero. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is always a hero. I mean...
0: Zero, there's just too many options.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do want to say,
0: Joey Sly, since that terrible game in, what was it, Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Where he missed uh, three or four kicks... Or no, it was New Orleans. Sorry, where he...
1: he he's missed quite a few kicks. It wasn't just well, that since, one since game. Since that
0: one game, well, I want to say since the game in New Orleans where he essentially cost us the game, right? He mm-hmm. missed a field goal and three or two or three extra points. He has gone thirteen out of thirteen, and mm-hmm. he's made several fifty-yard kicks. So I just want to say, good job, Joey, for bouncing back. I still don't think you're going to be on the team next year, but I think you're going to be on a team next year.
1: Yeah, he has seventy-seven. 77- field goal percentage no he's not going to be on our team next year and 88 extra point percentage
0: yeah but he has that has moved up significantly since uh that one game i think he had he just had a tough stretch in the middle of the season really um you know if you take out those five or six games (laughs) exactly had a really good year oh man all right um well jerry you had mentioned a head coaching, you know, who who who
1: might be the next head coach of the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of news on that. Yeah. Supposedly today, Monday, the Panthers interviewed Mike McCarthy, former Super Bowl champion head coach, Mike McCarthy. Yeah.
0: With the Green Bay Packers for 13 years and got run out of town by Aaron Rodgers.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think I... about Mike McCarthy? Boo. I don't like the idea of him coming here. Uh, there was an article this off season about him and Aaron Rodgers butting heads, and it paints both of them in a horrible light. And after reading that, they said basically McCarthy the last few years would do nothing with the team. He didn't really coach him. He just went up to his office and took naps, skipped meetings. I don't want that the guy in there. Because even if it's because of Aaron Rodgers, if he rolls over and gives up like that instead of fights, I, I don't want it. I don't want him here.
0: Well, here's the alternative to that. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten winning seasons mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Only three losing seasons. He got fired in the midst of one of those losing seasons. Um, he did win a Super Bowl. I mean, the guy from 2009 to 2016, every single one of those years is a winning season. The worst year there was 8-7-1. and one. Every, every other year, he was at least 10 wins. So, you know, he did have Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You know, mm-hmm. so say what you will about that. Make whatever assumptions you want about that. But he's a winning guy. He's a winning coach. He's, you're probably uh, not going to get a coach on the free agent market with a better record than Mike McCarthy.
1: Oh, especially a head coach. I agree with that. Yeah, I just I don't see him. I guess maybe because last year or the last few years, Green Bay's offense was really boring and predictable. And it, it, Look at what Muford's been able to do with them. I know they're probably going to be out of the playoffs pretty quickly. I don't think they have that type of team. But I think... They had the talent, and that's why they were good. I think I think time has passed him by in football realms. Now, he may be able to resurrect his career and show new offensive life, but the past few years that he was in Green Bay, they, they didn't look like a great team. It looked like a team that Aaron Rodgers was saving. Does that make sense?
0: It's interesting that they would go after him or that they would even consider Mike McCarthy. I mean, I know Tepper said he wanted a offensive minded head coach, but it also sounded like he wanted sort of a younger coach that had mm-hmm. more of an eye towards analytics. I don't know Mike McCarthy's stance on analytics. Maybe he's just crazy about analytics. I have no idea, <laughs> but um, I, I was a little, I was a little surprised to see them go after or, or uh, you know, the appearance of going after somebody like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's the first interview.
1: It's the first interview. I would not be shocked if Mike McCarthy didn't get any other interviews. If somehow he came in as a special creative type, like a coaching, not assistant. Like an but offensive coordinator, perhaps? Maybe not a coordinator, but some sort of like assistant coach or something like that. Assistant to the ass- yeah. <laughs> assisting of the coaching, especially if he goes after a younger guy.
0: I don't know, Yeah, I don't I don't know that he would debase himself like that. I think probably a coordinator job would be more if I could if I saw him doing anything it would be a coordinator if he was not a head
1: coach. Well, kind of like what uh Tom Coughlin was with Jacksonville until he got fired last week. Something like, like a that. President? Maybe.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't I just knowing what Tepper's kind of said about what he's looking for in his front office, I don't think McCarthy really fits that mold.
1: I don't either. So, it also may yeah. be a, a hey, do you mind giving Mike McCarthy a head coach interview early? That way he can kind of drum up some things. You know, those type of things happen quite a bit.
0: I, Where I love, you know, I the love a- the fact that they interviewed him. Honestly, I mean, why not? You know, he's the probably the most statistically qualified head coach out there. If you want a winner. Mm-hmm. you know run him through the ringer and see what you what you think about him why not i love it uh, if they hire him i'm not gonna love that but yeah. i love the fact that they're interviewing him
1: i uh, I have no problem with them interviewing yeah. uh, turn over every stone for the guy you want yeah
0: all right well you want to take a quick break and come back with the preview yep yeah, sounds good all right we'll be back
1: in one minute hey there are you a college football fan well, I'm Andre Cherry, and on my show, The Cherry Pickin' Podcast, I dive deep into the world of college football during each week of the season. For the past nine seasons, fans have come to my site, cherrypickinsports.com, to hear my college football analysis and game-winning predictions for each week of the season. The Cherry Pickin' Podcast is presented by the Big Heads Media Podcast Network and can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure you click the subscribe button today.
0: And we are back. All right, time to talk about New Orleans at Carolina. Uh, New Orleans comes in as a 13-point road favorite. Not surprising at all because New Orleans actually has something to play for this time. Yeah. Week 17 of last year, famously, they, they sat all their starters. Teddy Bridgewater had not played a game that season, and he came out and he looked terrible. The Panthers won that game. Kyle Allen's first start, by the way. And really messed up our draft position that is yeah. not gonna happen this time
1: and supposedly Sean Payton only had like 10 plays that he called yeah on offense so that's why they looked so lethargic because it was like a high school team trotting out their playbook that they played it's trying to lose the game it's almost like they did it on purpose oh I'm sure they did <laughs> and it was I mean I hate Sean Payton he has a punchable face Tell me, if he wasn't our coach, you'd be ecstatic with oh, yeah. that thought process.
0: Sean Payton plays chess. He does yes. not play checkers. Um, no injury reports out yet for this game, but I think we know a couple of Panthers who probably won't play. Uh, DJ Moore went out and uh, is in, currently in concussion protocol from the last game. And Brian Burns got hurt, uh, I believe, on a special teams play. Sometime. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly when in the game it was. I sort of blacked out for most of that game. But uh it,
1: it was a shoulder injury. I don't remember yeah. I think it was on special teams.
0: Might as well sit him at this point. You're not gonna I mean <laughs> you haven't been playing you didn't him. Play him anyway. when it mattered. Yeah. <laughs> and you think he was up to like thirty eight percent of the snaps or something this game until he got hurt. <laughs> but just ridiculous. It's disgusting the way that they've handled him. Mm-hmm. Um so I you know this is a game that the Panthers honestly need to lose. Don't surprise the world and come out and win this game and drop yourself 5 spots in the draft.
1: Yeah. I mean where the Panthers are currently sitting at the 8th draft pick. So, just continue if they lose this game, the 8th pick is what we'll be at.
0: Yeah, more than likely. I mean
1: or that or higher. Yeah,
0: could, I mean could be all the way up to 6th. Probably going to end up being about 8. Yeah, more than likely. Just looking at the teams ahead of us who they play. But But um, the
1: New Orleans Saints are a team that needs to win, and they can win. Yeah, Yeah. average twenty-seven. Sorry, (laughs) go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, based on that, I was going to say, you know, the New Orleans Saints is going for a home field advantage, um, going for the number two seed, a buy. So, and that kind of depends on also what happens tonight with Green Bay. If Green Bay wins. Then you know a win by New Orleans Sunday does not guarantee them anything. So there's still a lot of kind of moving parts there. But the, it is a one o'clock game, so New Orleans should be playing pretty much all their starters. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was basically what I was going to start with. And oh. uh, they average 27 points a game, uh, 373 yards all together, 265 yards passing, and 108 yards rushing. I predict they're going to rush probably more than that, but we'll see. Um, They really have the firepower to do it. The number one, Michael Thomas, broke the record for receptions in a season last week, and he is currently sitting at 145 receptions. That is (laughs) monstrous. That's crazy. He's, He's probably going to end with 1,700 receiving yards, too.
0: And he could end up with 160 receptions, which would be an, an average of exactly 10 a game. Oh. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. That's he wild. almost has double the number two receivers on the team. That's Alvin Kamara with 79. That's wild. You ha you have to go down to Ted Ginn Jr. at 29 receptions for the next wide receiver on their team. <laughs> That's... Twenty-nine.
0: That's almost five times the amount of receptions that Ted Kinn has. Actually, it might be exactly five times the amount of receptions.
1: But he produces. I mean, 1,700 yards for a season as a receiver.
0: And this is an example of a team feeding someone and not losing games, Jerry.
1: Yes, I know. Something the Panthers struggle with.
0: (laughs) I just don't think it matters. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it matters.
1: But you get the they best,
0: are. Get the best player of your ball.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, but they rush the ball more than 13 times a game. True.
0: Although Kamara hasn't gotten nearly the amount of rushing work that he had last year.
1: No. Actually, Latavius Murray has 129 attempts compared to Kamara's 163. So they're rushing Murray quite a bit. Yeah. And he's doing well. He's averaging 4.5 yards per carry. So it's not like.
0: Yeah, and Kamara missed a few games this year as well. So Latavius Murray had some pretty big, uh actually some pretty big rushing games this year. He's, he's looked really good. That was a good pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know how much you really we want to talk about this game other than the fact it's the last game of the season. Um, we fully expect new Orleans to beat the crap out of the Panthers. And honestly, I hope it happens. I would like to see, I mean, Will Greer has been named the starter again. He will be out there as he should be. So I hope to see some improvement from him over last week. Maybe throw a touchdown instead yeah. of only interceptions. Um, Maybe
1: get complete one of the deep passes. He did have some deep passes that were just yeah. six inches away from touchdown or huge gains that just
0: barely missed. Yeah, I'd like to see with a, you know a week of practice after his first real game action in the regular season to see some improvement. And I, I, I actually fully expect that we will see some improvement.
1: Well, we can't get much worse than six points, so let's hope we can get more than that.
0: Yeah, um, obviously, <laughs> the other thing to look at here is Christian McCaffrey. Is he gonna, you know, get that thousand thousand season, which uh, is very important to every Panthers fan except Jerry. And
1: uh, I, it's not. I did say it's not important. <laughs> I just. I feel like it's it's a little stained by the season he's having it in. Uh, he also has
0: an outside shot at breaking the all-time yards from scrimmage record, mm-hmm. which uh, I think he's still a couple hundred-plus yards away from that. So that's probably not going to happen, but it could. He's had I, over I 200 he, yards in a, in a game before. So
1: I don't think he's going to break that, but I think he is going to get to 1,400 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards this game.
0: Yeah, uh, which is still a, an incredible season. It is. An yeah, incredible season. So uh, all pro for sure. But um, the real question is, Jerry, do you think they're going to rush him more than 13 times this game? So given all the factors, and you mm-hmm. know, Alvin Kamara, you know what? We've got a beer bet of the week. Let's play the sound. Beer bet of the week. What was the beer today?
1: It was my favorite. Unicorn milk. Ah, unicorn milk.
0: <laughs> all right. I've never had that. Um, all right. So given all the factors in this game, an interesting beer bit of the week is going to be the amount of carries that Alvin Kamara has versus Christian McCaffrey. Or do we want uh, to what... do, do rushing yards?
1: Yeah, we're doing rushing yards. Okay, let's do rushing yards. I don't yards. think... He's going to get many carries, but I still think McCaffrey is going to outrush Kamara.
0: Okay, I think Kamara is probably going to outrush McCaffrey just because I don't know how many times they're going to let McCaffrey run the ball. I think as soon as he hits 1,000 yards receiving, they're going to yank him out of the game. And we're going to see Bonifont for the rest of the game.
1: I think he breaks a 60-yard rush to this week. He could do that it was, on one rush. You're that, absolutely that's, right. That's what I think is going to happen. He hasn't broken one for a while, mostly because they're gearing towards him, but I think he's going to break one. I don't know why.
0: All right. So I'll take Kamara. You'll take McCaffrey. Um, you know, it feels a little dirty, me taking Kamara in anything versus McCaffrey. But, you know, <laughs> it's week 17 and the season's over.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you have a prediction or a bold prediction for this game?
0: Uh, the only bold prediction I have for this game is that McCaffrey is going to hit that fourteen hundred thousand yard Plateau, which has only been done three times in history, or two times in history, excuse me, or by two players in history. Uh, so I think that's, it's not a huge, bold prediction, but for the accomplishment it is, that's what I'm saying. He's going to hit it.
1: Good, good. Yeah.
0: Do you have any bold prediction?
1: Our defense holds them to under 40 points. That's, that's <laughs> bold. that's bold um yeah
0: i mean my prediction for this game is new orleans is just gonna run up and down the field i think they're gonna win 38 to 12 just a a destruction and that's gonna be mostly first half points
1: i had 37 13 oh wow (laughs) wow
0: (laughs) so we have the exact same total number of points scored in this game (laughs)
1: <laughs> I thought we would get in the end zone once. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, on
1: that on that McCaffrey break. <laughs> there
0: you go. That's the one. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, when probably yeah. Sunday or Monday.
1: Yeah, Sun Monday we'll be back. We're taking this week off for Christmas. Yep, and and really, there's not much game preview or anything that people want to watch. But once we're done with. That game, we're going to start talking about the coaching search, free agents, and kind of getting into the offseason while touching on the NFL playoffs if you want to stick around.
0: Yeah, the offseason schedule will be a little different. We'll probably, leave. well, we definitely won't be going two times a week. Um, one time a week or once every other week. We we haven't really figured that out yet, but we'll definitely break in if there's any breaking news, anything like that. Um, but yeah, for the offseason, it's probably going to be couple times a month, maybe a little more depending on what's going on.
1: Yep. All right. As always, we want to thank everybody for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast or email any questions to MeowMakesMailbag at gmail.com.
0: Keep your head up. The draft is soon and we're going to be picking early. Until Sunday, everybody, keep pounding. Oh, <laughs>